Together, we'll explore the crossroads of leadership and Christian living. I'm Dr. Stephen Smith, your host and fellow journeyer on this path that we're on to pursue a purposeful life. In each episode, we will embark on a transformational journey that discusses the timeless principles of leadership that are grounded and firmly established in the wisdom of God's Word. So whether you're a seasoned leader seeking inspiration or someone navigating the challenges of everyday life, this broadcast is going to act as a compass for navigating the intricate dance between leadership excellence and a life that models the greatest leader himself, Jesus Christ. So join me and our guests as we unpack profound insights, share inspiring stories, embark on a quest to lead with purpose in every aspect of our lives. This is more than a broadcast, it's a community committed to elevating Christian leadership while embracing the transformational power and the principles that God has established. So let's dive in together and discover the extraordinary potential that emerges when leadership and Christian living converge. So this is our third study in a series that's based on Charles Dickens' classic, The Christmas Carol. And what we've done is in the last two studies have been we've looked at the ghosts of Christmas past and how the, our past thinking has actually framed who we are today. We've also looked at the processes that we can put into place that can help us to change the way that we think about our past so that our present will actually change. I can literally change the way that I am today based on the way that I confront the things that happened in my past. God has told us that he works all things together for the good of those who love him. Do you believe that? So all the things that have happened in your past are actually working together for your good right now in your present. Look forward to that. Look for those good things that you've learned. Look for those good things that have not happened or those bad things that have not happened to you because of the path that you've been put on. Looking back gives us 20-20 sight on the way that our lives could have been and what they would have been if one of those negative things had actually come to pass and yet they hadn't come to pass. You're still breathing. You're still alive. You still are equipped with the tools that God has prepared for you. Yesterday, we looked at this process that we go through as we try and change the way that we live today. We looked at being present with God. We looked at how we can take the things that God has given to us. We looked at a lot of the letters from Paul and how he tells us that we can reframe our current thinking so that we can change our current life today so that our tomorrow is different than our today because we're not thinking the way that we did yesterday, if you're following what I'm saying. So what we want to do then is we want to take a look at our Christmas future this time. So if you're looking forward into your Christmas future, or if you look at Scrooge and how he reacted to when his future was presented to him with nothing but a grave and no one was there except for the undertaker, two people that he owed money to, and one person that was just ready to close up the thing and, and put the final dirt on top of him and be buried and that was done with it. Scrooge saw that nobody cared about him because he was focused on one thing, money that he could not take with him. What we want to do is we want to make sure that our future is not entombed in the things that we've thought about in the past or the current way that we're living our life today. You may one day look up from a hospital bed where you're about to pass away and you may realize that you never achieved your full potential because you didn't change the way that you lived today. So what we want to do then is we want to reframe the way that we think. We want to start thinking about our future, but I want, to, want you to understand this simple fact that there's only one person in this world who knows your future, and that's God himself, whose spirit dwells within you, who can lead you in the path that would keep you online to get you exactly where you need to be. Let's talk about some of the processes that God's placed in his word so that we can understand these things. He gives us Philippians 3, 13, and 14, and it says, No, my dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on one thing, 
Forgetting the past and looking forward to what is ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Paul was looking forward to the, to the things that were going to make the difference in his life in the future. It wasn't anything else other than what has God got in store for me. I'm not trying to achieve things. I'm not trying to worry about things that I can't change right now. I'm allowing God to worry about those things, but I can focus on the things that God has set before me. And that's what we want to do is we want to start reframing our future thoughts by changing our current present. And the way that we can do that, we need to rethink what we're focusing on. I'm focusing on Christ, and if I'm focusing on the things of God rather than the things of man or the things of the flesh, then I know that now all of a sudden what I'm going to achieve is the way that I'm going to, to be successful in those areas. Look, this is a little story that I have for you. I used to play football. I was kind of good at it. That I played nose tackle. I was a very small nose tackle, but I was very successful. I did two things. The first thing that I did was I would take the center's head, and I would push it in the direction opposite of the way that I was going. Yeah, I know you're not supposed to slap helmets or anything like that, but I'm telling you that because I can direct the center's head, and most high school centers are have got their head down between their legs, making sure that they're getting the ball into the quarterback, they're not focused on the nose tackle that's lined up right over the top of them. And because their heads were down, I could focus that head, and wherever that head went, that's where that body went. So as I pushed that head in the opposite direction of where I wanted to go, I could literally spring into action and go around in the opposite area. So as I pushed away and was able to jump around, I was able to get to the quarterback very, very quickly. And I mean, even to the point where they were, they were starting to bring, teams that had scouted us were starting to bring their, their backs right up onto the line and putting them right next to the quarterback so that I couldn't do that. You know, it's amazing what happens when you have your head in the right direction. And if we're allowing Satan to push our head around, we're not going to go where we need to go. Let's allow God to place our head and take it gently in his hands and put it on himself where it needs to be. So if I look at Hebrews 12.1, which is absolutely the verse that comes right after Hebrews chapter 11, which talks all about faith, it talks about how we can live our life in faith. You know, a lot of us want to be live that faithful life, and we want to look forward to those things that we can see. And that's what the definition of faith is. I can't live in the future unless I have faith to believe that God's going to take me there. And that's what faith is really all about. It's living in the future in your present state of mind. Now, the thing is, is that I've got to make sure that that, that future is exactly what I want it to be. Because if you're thinking about things and you're worrying about things and you're concerned about things, that's exactly what you're going to receive. Nothing. Because you're worried about it, you're concerned about it, you're fearful of it, you're doubting it, you're having all these things and all these thoughts go through your mind, stop it. What you need to do is you need to change the way that you're thinking and start thinking about the positive things that God has set before you. Wait, God's given me a good mind. God's given me a great talent. God's given me a great spouse. God's given me fantastic children. I need to use these things to succeed where God wants me to succeed. It's not for your own good, but it's for the good of God. And once you focus, take the focus off of yourself and focus it on others, your future is going to be that much more bright. You know, we all have a race to win. And God set that race before us. So he's perfectly equipped us to be able to do it, but it's how we use those tools, isn't it? Hebrews 12.1 tells us this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of, crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. The race that God has set before you is the life that he wants you to attend. And you can take that life and you can do whatever you want with it. 
And a lot of us simply fail to take that perfect life and become what God created us to be. Why not be what God wants you to be? Because we know that that's what we can do. But the only way that I can live that future life is to start thinking about it, visualizing it, seeing it today. What is the vision that God wants you to accomplish in this life? What does that vision look like? What is it that God has given to you? You got to write it down. You got to look at it and say, this is what God wants me to do. And even if you're wrong, at least you're doing something. If you're constantly worried and you say, well, I just haven't got a vision, I just don't know what I'm going to do, I don't know where I'm going to go with this, you're going to guess where you're going to go. Absolutely nowhere. God is not going to place a vision in you if you're not ready for it, if you're not moving forward with something that he's told you in his word. Start looking in his word, find something that, that perks your curiosity and say, I've got this talent, I've got this gift, I'm going forward, I'm running that race until God changes, my, changes where I'm going. If you're going in the wrong direction, if you're running in the wrong direction, God will stop you. I promise you. So the very next verse says, and this is Hebrews 12 too, it says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor at God's, at God's throne. This verse tells us clearly that we should be focused on Jesus Christ. Why would we do that? Because he is the perfect leader. He gave us the perfect example to follow. Jesus Christ did things on this earth for himself. Oh, no, wait, he didn't, did he? Jesus Christ did things on this earth for God himself. He did this for the glory. Jesus Christ did things here on this earth for you. And if he's done all those things, taking the focus off of himself and doing those things for others, adding value to the lives of others, going and working directly for God and doing what God wanted him to do, that's what we need to focus on. We need to focus on somebody who's doing those things for us. And it's Jesus Christ himself. Focus your eyes and your heart and your mind and everything that you do on Jesus Christ. And it's going to make all the difference that you need in your life. Look, the concept of a vision in the Old Testament was this, that a vision was simply something that was put out there to drive your oxen towards. If you had something that is a distant object that you were driving your oxen towards, it would cause you to walk in a straight line. It would not allow you to get focused. If you took your eyes to the, to the right or to the left, what would happen is, is that you would drive those oxen off to the right or to the left. Your car does the same thing. Your life does the same thing. And in that example that I used, with the center playing football, it's the exact same thing. Wherever your eyes are, that's where your body is going to naturally follow as well. So why not put your eyes on Christ? He is the perfect example for us, and we know that we can do that. So what we want to do then is we want to ask ourselves, how can I realign my goals with what God has set before me? God has given you talents. He's given you goals. He's given you aspirations. He's given you things that you want to do in your life, and you just haven't equated those with God's own vision. Marry those up with the vision that God has given to you. How can the things that you want to accomplish glorify God? And if they can't, maybe that's not the goal that God wants you to do. You know, your vision of robbing a bank and becoming rich that way and never having to rely on God again is not quite God's view for you. What he really wants you to do is to trust in him, to believe in him, and to see that he is your provider, not anything illegal or anything that's contrary to the word of God. So go out and do those really good things that God wants you to do. Live in the spirit. We've talked about that in some of our other broadcasts. It's going to make all the difference that you need to make in your life today. So we want to see that there's no other solution for us, regardless how big it is or how strong it is for us. Psalms 121, 1 through 3 reads this way. It tells us, I look to the mountains, but does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. I don't care how big a mountain is in front of us. I am not relying on that. 
I don't care how big an obstacle is that's in front of me, I'm not relying on that. I don't care how strong I believe that I am, I am not relying on that. I'm going to rely only on the Lord. Remember, we talked about relying on Jesus Christ and what he could do for us. When we need the help that we need, we have to recognize this simple fact. No one else can help us but God. I don't care who wants to help. It, the simple fact of the matter is, is that through the power of God's word and through the power of his spirit, he is the only one that can lead you in the path that you need to have that will direct you in the path that you need to accomplish that perfect will in your life. So why not embrace that? Why not spend the time that you need in the word of God allowing him to direct your steps and allow him to direct your paths? Look, you might be going through some very difficult times right now. And those times that you, that you are faced with today and the way that you handle those things are going to shape your future tomorrow. I can guarantee you that if you get upset about them, if you end up blowing up, if you end up qu quitting your job needlessly, if you end up murdering somebody, if you end up walking out and um, not acting the Christian, you end up blowing your horn, getting out, shooting out somebody's tires, whatever it is, what you want to do is you want to stop, you want to pause and recognize that whatever you do, it's going to frame what your future is going to be tomorrow. So we want to make sure that not only are my thoughts lined up with the Word of God, but now all of a sudden my actions have to be lined up with what God's Word is as well. If I can line those two things up, my thoughts, my actions, my deeds, the things that I'm here to do, if I'm doing those things properly, then what's going to happen with my tomorrow? I'm going to be right smack in the middle of what God wants me to do. So let's keep those things in mind. We know that we can do that. Let's make a list of the things that you believe that you can accomplish, but only with God's help. So for example, you sit down, you write on a piece of paper the things that you want to accomplish. Let's say that you want to become a professional basketball player. Okay, well, that's really good. What if you're 43 years old? Is that really a worthwhile goal or something that you know that you can accomplish? How about being a minister to the basketball players in the NBA? That might be a more attainable goal if you're in the, at the age of 40. There's got to be something that you have that they need if that's what, you're, what your desire is. You want to talk to people like that? Go out and make those contacts and do those things that, that you make the list for. If you want to go out and you want to accomplish becoming a, a professional speaker, if you want to do the things that I'm doing, start a podcast, start a, a YouTube video, whatever it is, start doing those things, become that video influencer that you are. But Allow God to put these things into your path. The only divine connection that you're ever going to need in all of these things is going to be God himself. Don't ask him for a divine connection of meeting that perfect person. Allow him to bring that person into your life. Because the moment that you go out and try and make these things happen is the moment that you're going you're gonna to fail miserably. So we want to make sure that we stay away from those steps as often as we can. So what we really want to do is we want to make sure that we start out. I want to make sure that I'm committed to these things that God has before me. In Luke 9, 62, Jesus Christ told us, he said, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. That's kind of harsh, isn't it? I mean, if we start on something that God has called us to do, shouldn't we follow up with that? I mean, if we're looking for what God's will is for us, and if he's given us something, if he's given us a talent, if he's given us a gift, if I don't know anything else, can I use those talents and those gifts, that staff that he's given me, that oil that he's poured into my life, those resources that he's poured into my life, if I'm not using those to advance the kingdom of God, how can I possibly fulfill the things that he wants me to do in the future? We have to make sure that we're faithful with the little things so that we'll be faithful and blessed with the big things as well. So let's start looking for those, th those big things. But again, this verse tells us that 
how good is it going to be for me to look back and say, well, I should have been back there. Maybe I should go back and be a slave in Egypt. Maybe I should go back to the job that I quit because that's the only thing that was producing money. I know that I quit because God told me to, but still, the moment that you turn around, that is the moment that you've turned your back on the life that God has prepared for you. He's equipped you. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to go out and be successful in that thing that he wants you to do. And sometimes it might look impossible. Don't you think that that's the time that God wants you to rely on him the most? That's exactly what he has in store for you. And make it happen. You can do this. So based on these things, this is the word that I believe that the Lord gave to me for you today. The future that I have planned for you is greater than you could ever hope for or imagine. Together we will achieve your greatest potential. Are you ready? Let's go. This is a great word from God for us to take that step that we need to succeed. We can accomplish all these things through God himself who's going to strengthen us. So I want to thank you for joining us today. Our journey together facilitated a look through the lens of Christian faith. Together we discovered a special word from God that we believe will grant our spiritual needs, but only if we let it. So we encourage you to add this broadcast to your subscription, share it with others who live by or who can also be transformed by its message. Let's build a community of fellow believers dedicated to following the footsteps of our servant heart and Savior, Jesus Christ. So thank you for being a part of this broadcast. And until our next episode, go forth in the challenges that you're faced with, equipped with the love and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessings to you on this transformational journey that we're taking together.